to the City Hill podcast. We really hope you enjoy today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london. We're going to be kicking off a new series today called One. We're looking at Mark's Gospel. We're going to be going through Mark chapter 1 over the course of like 11 weeks. This is the first week. We're going to break a few things down. So Mark chapter 1 verses 1 to 5. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as is written by Isaiah the prophet. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. So the first thing about that, as I was reading kind of that introduction, is the first thing that God does is he highlights what Isaiah has to say. That all those years ago, Isaiah, hundreds of years before, says, Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. So God gives a heads up. I think so often in life, people want to make really quick and snap decisions over the important areas of their lives. Like even yesterday, I was um, speaking at a church, like this youth breakfast they were doing, and so many young people were like, I want to know God's plan for my life. I want to know God's plan for my life. Pray that I know God's plan for my life. I want God's will. I want God's will. God's will. And I think so often in life, we're kind of trying to rush, trying to force a decision, trying to force something when things aren't necessarily time, when we're not ready for things. So what I love here is about how God gives the heads up. So on the personal level, God gives the heads up. On the bigger plan that you're a part of, God gives the heads up. He always gives the heads up. It's not something that just like kind of like happens that you can force on your time scale. It's something he does in his time. Like man, when it came to doing City Hill, I was 17 years of age when I knew that God told me he wanted me to plant a church, but I'm 33. And it wasn't until I was 28 that God said to me, go. He never gave me permission to go. He gave the heads up, but it's kind of like waiting for his timing. And then he says, he will send someone before you. I will send my messenger before you. God sends people. He sends people to meet us where we are at that time to help us fulfill and to live out the plan and the call that he has for us. Crazy illustration today, Apollo. Apollo's here. This is, this is insane. So years ago, I was speaking at this conference in Birmingham and it was, it was awesome. I was so gassed, so excited to be speaking like at a national conference. There was like six to 800 people there when I was speaking. It was really cool, loved it, so excited. Uh, afterwards, I didn't get like any petrol money. I didn't get any gift acknowledgement. I don't think I even got a handshake as I left. That was it, it was done, I moved on my life. And I remember walking away from there And I was like, peed, man. I was vexed. I was so angry. I was like, what a waste of my time. What muggery. Um, All these people were paying these big ticket prices and you don't even give me my petrol money. Man, I was fuming. I was fuming. And you feel like you've just wasted your time. Years go by doing City Hill and this awesome, cool, 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 cool girl, lady, woman called Louise was a at City Hill at the beginning when we started. And even before we started, I was saying to her like, man, I need a designer. I knew loads of designers, but guys were giving me air, guys were brushing me off, left, right and center. 
it was so frustrating. It was really difficult. And I was saying to her, man, I just need a designer. I want to do church different. I want to have series designs. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want it to be like artwork. I want all this kind of stuff. And then she in this moment goes, oh, I've got a friend. You totally need to speak to my friend. I send Apollo a message on Facebook that she puts me in touch with. And as I message Apollo, Apollo does what only Apollo could do, which is make an incredibly straightforward conversation, incredibly weird, incredibly fast. <laughs> and I, I message Apollo like going, hey dude. And then Apollo's like, I've been waiting for you to message me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're just like, oh no, he's one of those. I've been waiting for you to message me. And I'm like, I remember being like, okay, <laughs> you know? And he was like, I saw you speaking. And as I was listening, I was like, man, I want to do ministry with that guy. I want to do ministry with that guy. And so for me, I'm looking at the biggest waste of my time, the absolute muggery of my life. Like even like tiny churches, man, they chuck you like a couple of quid, you know what I mean? Like even when you're speaking to a couple of kids and then that's it, they throw you a couple of quid. Man, conference, muggery. And end up getting one of the greatest blessings possible. Because when I'm messaging Apollo, I'm like, I need you to do serious design. And he's like, cool, I'll do it. I was like, how much? He's like, free. I'm like, what do you, no, I said, you don't understand. I need this every single month indefinitely. He's like, I know. And I was like, yeah, but you can't do that. And he's like, I can, and I will. And if it's ever a problem, I'll let you know. One of the greatest blessings we've ever had as a church because God sends people. And here's the thing, God sends people into our lives, but he sends us into other people's lives. It's a two-way street. And, and God is going to send people into your life that's going to help you facilitate and live out the dream and, and the God-given mission on your life to help you facilitate it. But he's also going to send you to help other people. And, and that's what John the Baptist is. Like, he's like basketball. He's like a layup. He's like a layup for Jesus. So God gives the heads up. God sends people. But the key, key thing is, it's the setting. It's the setting in this story that makes it so powerful it's the setting that, that kicks it all off so the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make his path straight john appeared baptizing in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins and all the country of judea and all of jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river jordan confessing their sins. God's given their heads up. God sends people. It's in the wilderness. The wilderness is a place where everything is stripped back. You and I live in a world that is hyper-connected. There's a reason Instagram isn't on my phone. There's a reason Facebook isn't on my phone. There's a reason Twitter isn't on my phone. I don't have them on my phone. I go onto my laptop and I do it there because my life just becomes bombarded. Man, WhatsApp, Notifications, they ain't coming my way. I don't get the notifications on WhatsApp. I have a separate app. I use Telegram for sly, quiet ones with a couple of different people and then that's it. So I know I'm gonna respond to it. I'm not gonna be having my time distracted because you wanna send me past this to 20 people because X, Y, Z will happen. Mate, you just knocked me out of my flow. I'm working on something important. I'm now irritated. I've lost my train of thought. I've lost what actually matters. And you know what, sometimes in life, You've got to learn to skip the superfluous and tap into the significant. You can't live your life distracted by the things that are unimportant. You've got to tap into what matters. There is nothing that will ever matter in your life more than God, ever. No matter what achievement you want to achieve in, whatever you want to be successful in, 
the ultimate key to your success will be able to strip everything away and reconnect with God. The wilderness gives you that option. The wilderness gives you that environment. We live in London, everything's hyper-connected. We feel more lonely than ever. We might as well bun it all and just go to the wilderness anyway because we're connected with people in so many different ways, but we don't ever feel fulfilled by any of the relationships because we have them in these unmeaningful kind of ways that don't fulfill us and don't meet any needs. The people at the time that this is taking place are journeying to the wilderness because there is this underlying deep dissatisfaction with their lives, where they're at, what's going on, and they have this kind of like spiritual hunger for something more. Israel, though in captivity and under Roman rule, does have a lot of wealth and affluence still running through it. So though they don't have the freedom they want, there is still incredible financial opportunities. But one of the things that you and I have to understand in life is it doesn't matter about the financial opportunities you get your way, it still won't satisfy, it won't. Money can be good, money can satisfy, but not when it's the key ingredient, not when it's the the chief thing. It's a great thing to, to have available, it's a great resource to have, but it will never leave you whole. And so the, all the people, it says, in Judea and in Jerusalem are going out. They're leaving where they are and they're journeying out into the wilderness. They're journeying out into the wilderness. All because Isaiah said, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. So John is out in the wilderness. He is preaching this new kind of way of seeing things and people are leaving where they are to travel out to where he is to hear this message. I mean, that for me blows my mind. I would have loved to have known how this was described to say a Roman centurion who is walking about the streets going like, man, Judea is pretty empty right about now. Jerusalem's pretty empty about now. Going to like one of their informants among the people going, where's everybody gone? Oh, they're going out to hear this guy in the wilderness. Why, why would they do that? Why would everyone go to the wilderness to hear someone speak? Why would someone be speaking in the wilderness and him having to explain to them, oh, dude, there, there's so many layers to this. There's so many layers. On the one hand, people are deeply dissatisfied with the establishment, with how the, the, the church, the ecclesias, the synagogues are being run. They're completely unhappy with the inequality, how the social transformation isn't what they promised things haven't been delivered, things aren't changing the way they wanted to see things change, so they're moving out to the wilderness. That's one layer. The second layer is that for a lot of these people, they're moving out there because they're stripping back all the distractions, they're stripping back everything that comes in the way, and they're going out to a place where nothing distracts them, and it's just them hearing this word, focusing on the dissatisfaction of their lives, confessing their sin that is holding them back, that is killing them, that is entangling them, stripping that all away to reconnect with their God. So you have this deeply spiritual motivation, but actually that's not all there is in this passage because actually what they're doing is they're being so unbelievably proactive, not just because John is there, but because what the wilderness means to them. What the wilderness means to them is something so deep and so profound and so powerful. Journeying through the wilderness is an essential part of the transformation from slavery to freedom. It is an essential part of the transformation from slavery to freedom. He'd be having to turn around to save them, this awkward moment where he'd have to explain to the Roman centurion, the occupying force, the face of empire, there was a time when empire reigned here, reigned our people before. There was a time when we were slaves. 
there was a time when God miraculously sent someone to set us free and they've heard that there's a voice crying in the wilderness. They've heard that Isaiah said that this would happen and so they're leaving everything behind, traveling out all this way into the wilderness where there's absolutely nothing just to hear this because they want to be a part of something. They want to be a part of preparing the way for the Lord. They want to make his path straight. They're traveling out there because they believe that God is going to liberate them from you. That would be the awkward moment. They believe something's coming, something's happening, something's moving, something's shifting, that they believe there's going to be a new liberation movement. You see, when they left Egypt, that's not enough to build a society. It's in the wilderness period that you have to structure what your society is going to look like, the, the laws you're going to live by, the rules, the leadership structure, how things are going to flow, who you're going to be, the identity, the very DNA of that community. It's in the wilderness that's formed. So when you're going through life and you're living in a wilderness moment, it's an opportunity to create a new life. It's an opportunity to create a new community. Because while you're in the flow of everything, you, you can't do it. You just can't do it, it just doesn't happen. They go from slavery to this vacuum of freedom and it's in the wilderness over 40 years, they start to shape a new identity, a new way of living, a new system, a new ebb and flow, a new rhythm to how they would live their lives. And so when the people of Israel, all of Judea and Jerusalem are leaving, going out into the wilderness, they're proactively saying, we're dissatisfied with who we are, we're dissatisfied with society, we're dissatisfied with the political system, we're dissatisfied with the religious establishment, and we're looking for something so much deeper than this and so much more than this. And so we're going to hear the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. And what I love about it is it says, prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight. I love that because when they go out there, they don't go out there to be spectators. They go out there to engage with being spectators, but the view to being a people that would start to prepare the way for him. To be a people who would literally make his path straight. So like making the path straight would be something like, I guess, this will have to do. This will have to do this morning. So John says, that Jesus is coming, everything about what he's doing is to prepare the way from him and to make his path straight. Now, preparing the way for him, all the people are there to do that and to be a part of it, but to make his path straight is a very specific saying and a very specific idea. Now, for you and I, it's just like a metaphor, but for them, it's not a metaphor, it's a thing you do. So when like someone who is a royal dignitary or a person of severe importance or a celebrity or whatever would be going down the street, what would happen is, as they would be walking down the street, you would make their path straight for them. So there'll be like holes in the road and you'll quickly fill it over. You'd run in front of them, filling it over so that they wouldn't have to walk on the same disgusting road that you walked on. And what they would do is they would grab like these like palm leaves to go over some of the, the, the holes and they would lay them out before them so that you would, you would walk on these, that you wouldn't walk on the holes, you wouldn't walk on the dirt, you wouldn't walk on the, on the donkey poo, on the horse poo. And so for these people, they'd be quickly running in front of them and they'd be, they'd be, they'd be laying it out on the road. And, and so what is being said here by Isaiah is he's saying, you've got to prepare the way of the Lord. You've got to make his path straight. Don't, don't just leave it for him. Partake, join in with him in this. So there's three things for you and I today in how we can prepare the way of the Lord that we can make his path straight. There's three ways. The first one is a crazy, crazy easy one. The first one is to aim to get, this is so easy, so easy. I know it is because I do it. 
aim to be at City Hill for 9.45. I'm, it is hard with kids, like, I'm not gonna lie, like, that is harder. 9.45, and here's why. Because I would say once every three weeks, minimum, sometimes once every two, we have one or two new guests who are here for the very first time. For the very first time. And, and what people need is they need people who will prepare the way for them, who will make their path straight. What they need is, is, is someone who will just love on them. Like, we don't, we don't sing any songs. We don't have any choruses, we don't have any musicians. At the moment, we will do again, but we've got to get, until we get this bit nailed, we can't do that. We can't move to that phase yet because we have to get this on lockdown because they would travel out into the wilderness all that way, all that effort, all that time, all that dedication just to help prepare the way for Jesus. And when we get here at 9.45, if one person comes here for the first time, we don't know the reason they've come here. We don't know it. We don't know the background. We don't know what's going on in their week. We don't know what's going on in their lives. But we get here and we just sit with someone and we love on them. You prepare the way for them. You're literally dedicating yourself to lay the palm branches in front of Jesus. That's what you're doing, because that's what they did. So they went out to the wilderness, they heard about preparing the way, and then when Jesus came to Jerusalem, they were running in front of him, laying the palm branches down. You and I get to do that opportunity every single Sunday. The second amazing way you can do that is you can also sign up on the City Hall website to serve on the hosting team. We need people who make the path straight and people who prepare the way. Sometimes preparing the way, that is just being there for that person and helping them and loving on them. Sometimes it means, man, we've got, to, we've got to knock over some holes in the road. Like Metro is the coolest venue. We're privileged to have the most awesome venue ever for church. I love this place so much. They have crazy parties on a Saturday night. Sometimes we get here, you don't, you would never believe some of the things. Like you just wouldn't believe it. Like I think one of my favorites was the DJ from the night before was asleep here. Like I'm not even kidding you. Like, 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 I remember getting a phone call like, I don't know if this person's alive. Like, there could be a dead person in the garden. Like, I'm not kidding you, man. It is, there are levels to this. And, and, and we appreciate them, we love them. So we get here early. Not only do we get to prepare the way for people who come for the first time, not only do we get to be a blessing to the church, not only do we do that by serving the hosting team, but we also get to be a blessing to Metro because we can make the place a little bit nicer, a little bit easier for them when they come in, that we can be a double blessing. The last, the third, and the absolute most important way that you and I can prepare the way for the Lord and make his path straight is every single day of our lives. There are people around us that we just have to use our ears and listen to. We just have to listen. And as soon as you start to hear someone talk to you about any problem in their life that's going on, any situation that's going on, this is the opportunity, this is the moment, this is the way you prepare the way of the Lord, this is where you make the path straight. You make it easy. Man, yesterday, me and Jody were out and about with the girls. Uh, we're going for this long walk, and on our way back, we've walked all the way around to the park. We've done all this cool stuff Jody wanted to do. We've gone to the park, had fun, and then we're walking back up the high street. Now, the high street where I live, I don't know what's happened to my ends, but it's become the most saturated ends for, for church planting the world has ever seen. I mean, I cannot get down my high street without being evangelized. It's not physically possible. Not just on the weekends, on the weekdays. I cannot get down there without someone trying to get me saved again, 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 again. I mean, every single time. And even though it's the same people, I keep telling them I'm a part of a church, they just don't, they don't even care enough to remember my face, man. They're not leading anyone anywhere. I'm telling you that now. If you don't remember someone's face enough, that you've actually spoken to, you're done for, you're, just, you're a write-off. And so there's this moment and we're pushing along in the buggy and we're going along and then this woman just extends her arm to me, she extends her arm with a piece of paper in her hand and she says, there is power in the blood of Jesus. And I am just like, I go to 
Church, thanks. And I keep walking. And I just can't get it out of my head. I'm like, that was her attempt to prepare in the way of the Lord. There is power in the blood of Jesus. Jesus taketh the wheel from that lady. What the heck is that? That is the kind of piece of information you give to someone who's in the know. I'm a Liverpool fan, it's transfer season. There are all these in the knows on Twitter saying, this person's going to sign tomorrow, this person's gonna do this, this person's gonna do that. For Jody scrolling through that, doesn't mean anything to her. It's meaningless, it doesn't mean anything. She doesn't care, she scrolls through, nothing's retained, moves on with her life. It's because it's only valuable if you're in the know, if you're connected and interested in that. You're walking past someone and someone says, there's power in the blood of Jesus. What the heck does that mean? What does that mean? Like, if you've been in church forever and you've heard like 50 sermons on the blood of Jesus, it kind of makes some sense to you. But the, the key piece of information you're giving to people who don't go to church is there's power in the blood of Jesus. It's like, well, great, do you have a vial you're gonna give to me with the leaflet that I can sprinkle on something? You know what I mean? What does that mean to someone? You and I get amazing opportunities every single week, every single day. We meet someone who starts talking about something that's going on in their lives. And the opportunity we have is to prepare the way for the Lord. You don't have to seal a deal. You don't have to go, she came in a Honda, the keys to my service, have a shandy. You don't have to try and wear a white suit. You don't have to try and trip anyone up. You don't have to hadouken anyone. Do you know what the easiest thing you can do is? You can start talking about something that's been tough in your life. You can start talking about free counseling sessions called prayer where allegedly you get to talk to the, the creator of the universe about what's going on in your life. It's free, by the way. How awesome is that? And he hears, but hey, guess what? If you don't believe he hears, don't worry. You'll feel better just because you've let it out. You can encourage someone to engage in conversation with God for the first time. It's just preparing the way of the Lord. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. It's so unbelievably easy. And you know what happens? God will pick the ball up and go on from there. You don't have to seal the deal. Such a cool thing to do. So I want to encourage each and every single one of us today to prepare the way of the Lord, to make his path straight. Because at some stage or another, there'll have been a moment in your life and a moment in my life where someone was making the path straight for us to connect with God. Whether it's for the first time or whether it's for the fifth time or the sixth time, someone came along when we were at that low point and they just loved on us and they served on us and they made that way possible. And God wants to use you and I to do that again. And he also wants to do that for us again in the stuff that we're going through right now. I'm gonna pray for us and that'll be it for today. Father God, I thank you that John came to prepare the way of the Lord. I thank you that he went out to a place where it was all stripped away, where there was no distractions, where no one was gonna bang out some tune, no one was gonna turn on the smoke machine because the Holy Spirit was turning up. He was just going to be in the wilderness and he was going to proclaim your truth. He was going to prepare a way. He was going to reconnect people back to you. I thank you, Father, for that. I thank you for that example. I pray that we would be people who prepare the way of the Lord and make his path straight for others. I pray this week you would give us awesome opportunities to make a difference in someone else's life. That as soon as we start to hear of the pain that someone is going through or experiencing, that we would be there just preparing the way. That's it. That's it. Not sealing any deal, not trying to make something happen, just preparing the way. Father God, we love you. We worship you. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. We pray you continue to transform us. And we pray that this week we would take time to strip it all back, to have our own wilderness encounter, that we'll put it in the diary, that we'll put the phone on an airplane, 
We should step away from all of it and just encounter you again. In Jesus' name, amen. We really hope you enjoyed today's message. And if you'd like to find out more about City Hill, please visit our website, cityhill.london.